welcome to Oh I Had That Podcast. I'm Josh, and today we have a very special episode where we're continuing our conversation with the fellas from the Rad Years Podcast. We just talked uh, a good uh, marathon on five topics out of ten here. <laughs> we're going to round them out, but uh, why don't we meet the guys? If you're, you know, a usual Oh I Had That listener, you haven't checked out the Rad Years Podcast yet, you certainly should. You should probably stop this. And go listen to their podcast first this week. Uh, here are our first five topics. Um, and if you're coming over from the Rad Years, welcome. This is Oh, I Had That. And why don't we uh, meet the guys at the Rad Years? Uh, tell us a little bit about the podcast and what you guys go- got going on over there. Well, um, I'm RK. And, uh, of course, my uh, head row life partner is Squeezer. Say hi, Squeezer. I'm Squeezer. Uh, you could Head find real life partner. <laughs> <laughs> you can find our podcast at radiers.com or iTunes or Stitcher or everywhere. Fine podcasts are given away. And uh, basically, we rehash our glory days, our childhood, and um, try and keep... Basically, our goal with the podcast, the website, the Instagram, is keeping these memories alive for everyone who enjoyed them. So, um, And I know that's what you guys like to do, too. So it's great to, that we're yeah. doing this joint pod. Yeah, this is a fun thing. We, you know, me and RK were talking, and it was a, a great chance just to be able to talk some nostalgia together. And um, the Rad Years is actually a podcast that is going full bore, re- rehashing the glory days, and they're doing it much better than I am. So yeah, oh, should, that was <laughs> should definitely check check them out because no. <laughs> oh, I had that is kind of transitioning, and we're not not only focusing on nostalgia, we kind of want to get into what we are into these days, which is like toy collecting and, you know, comic books and a lot of nerd stuff. Um, but they all so, go hand in hand. Yeah. yeah. It, it all goes together, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the red year. So this has oh, been my pleasure to, uh, speak with you guys tonight, but I'm looking forward to five through 10 of our, our two part saga here. Um, I think we're going to start it out with, 80s and 90s action figure line. Um, and why don't we uh, have Squeezer start us off here and give us his selection? Well, among uh, the many uh, figures that I had as a child, the spoiled child that I am, uh, <laughs> that I will be accused of any moment now, um, there were particular lines that were like, uh, do you want to call them one-offs? Did it make it very long? Some of those were my absolute favorites, and amongst those were cops. If we're gonna stop the crooks, us cops gotta know who they are. That's the rock crusher. No jail can hold them. And here's Berserko, a dangerous street punk. Meanwhile, at the crooks' hideout. Look out for long arms. He's a tough street cop. Sergeant Mace, the SWAT team leader. And Bulletproof's a federal agent. Give up, you crooks. You're surrounded by the cops. Cops and crooks. Sold separately with cats. Oh, those are so cool. Uh, with cats, Sque- too. <laughs> Squeezer, I have to commend you because this was one of my uh, unsung heroes, one of my favorite lines uh, that was out. I, too, had... Uh, pretty much the entire action figure line. Awesome. Okay, <laughs> and, finally. And the, the caps that come with the figures. Oh, God. Oh, that, cap- sul- that, that sulfur smell. Oh, yes. Oh, I could huff that out. I wish they made that in a can. Well, I guess that is a candle just burning sulfur. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the- Ber- they mentioned him in the clip there, Berserko. That's like 
the figure him and the big boss are like just in my memory as the two that uh, stand out to me. It might be the coloring and the way that they're shaped and molded, but God, this was such a fun line and I'll let you talk about it because it's your pick, but yeah, it, it really was. Oh no, please. Anytime we can discuss, I mean, I, I, cause I don't have that many people to talk about with, but when I bring it up, a lot of people don't remember these. Oh. Um, but just each figure, everyone was so unique. You know, yeah. every, every figure had their own, like, yeah, they had their gimmick, but, and, and I'm not, I'm not hating on, on GI Joe or like uh, other, other lines, but they reuse a lot of parts here and there and just maybe do repaints. Right. Um, these guys, everything, everything was really particular. Um, well, they're so weird. Character. You couldn't fucking reuse anything. Awesome. You heard that, Squeezer. You, you oh, got to think about uh, the cost of production because each of these figures were so different. Like you said, like you yeah. think about who was that Kenner, boss character who, who was bigger than Kingpin and probably weighed 500 pounds? Yeah, Big Boss. Big Boss. Yeah, well, yeah, there it is. Mm-hmm. Big Boss. Yeah. Yeah, they he was like this stumpy, like four inch figure, and as round as he is, like tall. Um, but yeah, every figure, like you said, was unique. It it's surprising that they you know would go in such detail with an action figure line, especially something that's not a property that's really well known. Because then you look at mm-hmm. like Kenner uh, Superpowers, which is DC. There, like a lot of those were just the same mold uh. with different paints. Um, and like you said, the GI Joes, they all kind of have the same body and movements, but yeah, the, every one of these characters had different detail that was unique to them. It made it fun. It was almost like what the police Academy, like uh, cartoon series wishes it could have been. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that line was horseshit. <laughs> yeah. And that even had an anchor as the movie popularity with it. And they just couldn't yeah. fucking sell. I mean, th- this had, you it's know, it had the, the cartoon. We spoke about the cartoon, uh, in a previous show. And, um, I will always come back to these figures, man. Cause, um, I think Mace might've been my favorite cause I liked his, his laser cannon and he was from Philly too. So I'm like, Oh, I know where that is on a map. Uh, when I was a kid, hmm. uh, and, uh, also Bowser and Blitz cause of course it came with, uh, the dog. So you have a mechanical dog with a police light uh, on it. Um, the, the coolest thing about it was they all came with cap guns. So, like, that's the other thing, too. Like, a lot of these figures, all right, so say the the figures might be different. But in many cases, the weapons are exactly uh, the same. What were we talking about in a, a previous Radier show was uh, uh, the weapons for the Bucky O'Hare figures were the same weapons that they used for Battle Trolls. Right. <laughs> you know, it, not even not even repaints. Exact same ones. Yep. The same the same bin like you would grab nuts and bolts on an assembly line right. you know, and throw it in. With these, like these had to each be like individually like uh, designed, molded, and then to to craft these things, you can't even just do it on the assembly line because there's small parts to like you'd have to you'd pull back the the little hammer, put the caps in, and then to click it to fire the shots. So, so cool. a lot went into these, and you're right, you're absolutely right. These had to be really expensive to make. Yeah, because they were all like full, like uh, just as much as a GI Joe, like articulated. Um, uh, more so, because I think the wrists could even. Um, I think the wrists could roll. If I'm yeah, you, 
uh, yeah, possibly. Yeah. And the elbows and the arm joints and the, the uh, knees, like it's just the amount of detail in these figures. It, I want, I now I'm so curious. I want to see like what they're going for these days. Cause there's so many lines that are just like skyrocketed as far as what they sell for. But this line would be one that I would definitely love to have yeah. in full. I know. Um, <laughs> and it, it's, it's, for me, and they're also larger in scale. They were a bigger figure. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a zombie it, toy sailor uh, sometimes has like fresh out of the case cop action figures. Gosh, and I, I don't, I'm just like so envious of these different uh, sell, resellers that like have access to these case fresh. Yeah, I don't know like, where the hell they get like, them. But fuck. What's that? I don't know where the hell they get them, but. Yeah, like how do you actual... find these places that have these cases? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. Thank you. Oh. I, I was thoroughly confused by that. Uh, I, I don't mind. I would just have them loose because yeah, that's I, how I had them. You know, like I yeah. would. I almost prefer that to like hunt them down. I'm looking at you can grab them anywhere from. I see them for like eight to ten to twelve bucks loose. No, uh, no weapons and anything on eBay. But it's kind of you kind of want the guns with these guys. Um, uh for the cap gun stuff. And then you got to try to track down the paper. Uh, so so what came paper. first, the chicken or the egg? Like, did these get made after the cartoon had already launched? Or was it uh, a line that then launched a cartoon? Like, was it uh-huh. Masters of the Universe, like, created and then they made a cartoon? No, the, again, Masters no, of the, the that's true. Masters were made first. Yeah, the, he, yeah, yeah that's what yeah, I'm that's saying. What he said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they made the figures and then they made the uh, twenty two minute commercials um, to air weekly. What did cops uh, stand for? Support it. What's that? What did cops stand for? Uh, where the hell is it? I have it written down here somewhere. <laughs> I knew it's not like uh, cr- something police services or crim- crime. Central Organization of Police Specialists. There oh, you go. that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> Citizens on Patrol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a deep cut, but a great cut. I'm glad somebody brought this line up because I am. I I am never done with this. is This is on my up on my list there with uh, Landstalker and Bravestar that I will ramble about ad nauseum uh, about my my small little uh, back of my head just living you know vicariously through my past with these <laughs> figures not not that i need to but if if i do like these are some of those figures that i go back to um and oh and may i say the vehicles that they had out were awesome dude do you have any of them no i had all of the action figures oh, but none okay. of the... so i I'm, I'm pretty sure this was a uh, um, mama squeezer uh like she did like the the six for the 10 toys r us run at kb um, just literally like going down the aisle and just with their arm out and just knocking it all into the cart. And then they're like, ching, 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 ching. That'll be $11, ma'am. <laughs> and then, you know, out she went. But yeah, I had, I, oh man. Yeah. So I had the helicopter. There was a motorcycle. The helicopter was awesome because the helicopter actually looks like, like a police light. Oh, wow. Because it's like two. Like you had a, a pilot and co-pilot seat on each side, and one was like a red bubble, one was a blue bubble. And this thing was really cool, and they all came with figures too. Uh, and then Ironside with hardtop—that was another uh, cool. And it was like a tank, which you see in the 
you see a lot of this stuff brilliantly in the uh, in the cartoon. Even if you don't want to watch the full episode, the open itself. Just watch the open itself sells all these figures perfectly. <laughs> it's true. It makes I, you want to go out and buy them and play with them. I feel like I'm. Uh, I lean more towards RK where he gets on you about being spoiled. Where I had, I was spoiled in the sense that I, I was purchased by my parents. Um, they bought a lot you? of. What was that? They bought you from the store. <laughs> I was, I, they, they purchased me a lot of the oh, action figures toys, themselves in different lines, but, um, never uh, rarely did they get me a vehicle. Right. Like, my, my dad's <laughs> classic line is you don't need that crap. Mm. Yeah. Like you have the yeah, figure make, make, make believe that it's in a car. You yeah. Make your, that make, turtle blimp was pretty awesome. Thank you. You had the turtle blimp. You are spoiled. <laughs> he had the technodrome, that motherfucker. Oh my God. I think of course I ha- you got to connect the store to something. My dad was like, "We can't buy ourselves a new car. You're not getting your fucking action figure." Uh, you had the sewer playset too. Well, yeah, you had to have your uh, your turtles go rest somewhere after driving around in the par- party wagon and then the pizza shooter. Yeah, you take them outside and play in the dirt. Like, <laughs> yeah. I w- I had no playsets, no vehicles, no. just the actual figures. <laughs> I the only vehicle I think that I have had was and I have the memory because I had it up until like five years ago was the superpowers Batmobile. Um, um, my brother had the the Toy Biz um, Batman '89 Batmobile that didn't even have a top on it and had that no. shitty like cake mold for the the shield that you put over <laughs> it. But yeah, he, the you know, I, I couldn't play with it. I don't. I don't. Uh, I just I just lacked in the um the playset and the vehicle yeah, purchases. Too. I had to make up my own fun and like sit them on the ledge of the deck and pretend they're driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I I, I had a we had a, a coal stove that heated the house that was on this like giant like brick um like place area and that that was basically headquarters bad guy headquarters everything. That, that oh, I would roles. still take over the whole living room. <laughs> uh, thank you God need for to those for all those giant ass entertainment sets. centers, because everything became like cliffhanger. Now, were you also into GI Joe Squeezer? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. So, Huge. did you also have the USS Flag? <laughs> That's the I one did thing he didn't have because he flag. doesn't believe I had it. The exists. Mobile Command Center and the General. Right, Squeezer. Uh, <laughs> What's that? Tell him your theory about the USS Flag. Uh, you don't believe it exists? Oh yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't exist. It's not real. <laughs> it's. Um, he thinks it was just something that they showed commercials for to drum up publicity, and no one actually ever had it. Really? Okay. And and even even the ones now that you see where guys are like unboxing it or like putting it together, Plants. they're just covering their asses from twenty five years ago. <laughs> it could really be something care. that was. You know, produced in such a low quantity that it's like no one really had it. But what's the thing about the? Yeah, it's awesome because it's massive. Um, but it's also very simple. Yeah. You know, it's mostly just a, a flat deck. But what, what were we talking about? It was toys we wanted and set. never had. That was the episode we were talking about the USS flag. No, but there was another one we were talking about where the, even though the playset was smaller than like the flag, the amount of detail in it and what was going on was kind of made it more interesting as like a, a playset. 
I mean, there's so many of them. Who knows? Well, yeah, sure, but um, yeah, the the playset that always plagued me that I never got was the real Ghostbusters firehouse. I did have that. That was the one I had. Yeah. And it, it's an easier one to get a hold of now. <laughs> yeah. I was obsessed with Ghostbusters. Still am. Uh, so much that my uh, mom uh, got me that one thing for Christmas and then dreaded it because there was ectoplasm like dried and crusted to everything. Mm. Do you know those cans of ectoplasm are like a hundred dollars on eBay? It's oh, like, yeah. it's crazy. Ridiculous. It's yeah. like slime yeah. from Nickelodeon. Yeah. <laughs> you can go buy some Gak and it's the same thing. Everyone had their own line of it. He-Man had one. The Turtles had one. Toxic Crusader had one. Uh, Couldn't have an action. And all of it, you, you're going to spend $100 on a sealed can, but if you were to open it, it would just be dried up and not even there. <laughs> yeah, you have to chip it away to get that little ghost figure out of it. <laughs> but yeah, that um, this cop's line... Yeah, it, that was a great selection. I I looked into it and they're all on eBay for you know twelve to twenty five dollars. Shit, that's quite a that's quite a big price tag for this line. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, on card. No, loose, loose. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, that's, so it that's... must it must have quite a following these days if yeah. they've gone up that much. I would think they. Should be like a few bucks a piece loose. <laughs> yeah, right. right. I would, but maybe people are seeing the value. A lot of these people selling them have all those accessories, Squeezer. Yeah, I'm looking at there's you can buy five of the card backs. Not just I'm not I'm not saying like the packaging. It well, it's it's the back, but the the bubble has been ripped off. And yeah. the figure is gone, and they're selling those. You can buy five of those for twenty bucks. Jeez. So maybe we uh, throw it over to RK for his pick. We're gonna move on and not spend the whole three hours talking about cops. Yeah, because I could talk all night. We could. <laughs> all right. Well, my line is a line I had, and I still have my uh, original uh, centerpiece of this figure, and it was this. Karate, come from heart. I will show no mercy. Discover the secrets of karate with Karate Kid dry action figures. Concentrate, Daniel. They chop, twist, and kick. The Karate Kid and Johnny are each sold separately. And for more action, look for the Karate Kid Competition Center from Remco. Good old Remco. They made the Karate Kid action figures, and these had a little switch on the back, so they would do their karate move, their kick or their chop, when you'd like pull the switch. And um, I still have my Karate Kid. Um, actually, I could post a picture on our Instagram uh, for you guys. Uh, check it out. Where I, I don't even know what the hell our name is, but we're in the rat years. And um, <laughs> did, I don't know if you guys had any of these. Uh, did you have the Karate I, Kid? I definitely, I had um, Daniel LaRusso and Mr. Miyagi. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's what two I had. Uh, I didn't have, my brother then got Johnny. So, like, you know, we had to play. I was more of a Johnny than he, and he was more of a karate kid. But uh, he let me, you know, he didn't, he wasn't really into the line. So he let me use his Johnny when I had to, you know, play with, uh, you know, make the Tri County. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the all valley, all valley, the all valley competition. karate competition happened. Go down. He'd let me. Uh, it, 
It looks like Remco even went into part two. Um, yeah, they did. They I, did. I'm seeing like figures for the the guy he fought in that, and also the the older gentleman that was like Miyagi's peer. Um, but yeah, these figures were really weird too. <laughs> they were just molded in like a unique way. Right. They kind of um, looked like good though. They looked like their counterparts, but they were just like bulky and they really didn't do anything except for that one move. Um, yeah. They have really large heads that look very uh, much like, like the likeness of the actor. Right. But the, the bodies are very much not realistic. <laughs> right. And these were at the end of Remco's life and toys. They were more known for like toys in the seventies and sixties and even the fifties. But then, their last line after um, Karate Kid was my Sweet 16 Play Cosmetics Steel Tack Motorized Construction Set and SWAT Cats action figures, if you remember those. Ah, <laughs> SWAT Cats was awesome. Yeah, SWAT Cats was uh, Remco's last line before they were um, no longer in the toy business. I don't know, but that little clip you pay, played of the uh, Karate Competition Center being available... Sounds very appealing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I really want. Oh, God, I wish I had but that. I'm I'm looking it up, and it looks like someone's selling it, and it's literally just the mat that's on like some cardboard. Yep. That makes it makes it like a stage. And there's there's uh, <laughs> bricks to break. You break bricks, you know. <laughs> but that's it, and it uh, yeah, that's why my parents never bought me any play sets. Oh, uh, I these... blame Remco. <laughs> These uh the way these are uh, molded they they just remind me of a line that was done better that's very similar which was the Dick Tracy line. They were the Dick Tracy were more they were like shorter and they were more they were um, stumpier but stumpier. also very like kind of like thick and unrealistic and wide stances. Yeah, and, yeah. That Dick but, Tracy line we talk a lot about. Yeah. Um, but and, and more of like a a caricature of them versus this was like they somewhere in between like do we keep yeah, it realistic the, or not the faces do very much look like uh, good representations but yeah I, I remember these very vividly i had the karate kid if you will and mr miyagi and i don't know why it stopped there maybe i just realized i wasn't that into them <laughs> yeah they uh but they didn't uh they didn't really Sell really well. Uh, I, I know they made a, another line, and they but I think the cost was they came with like uh, something to like like break. They came with like a little action set themselves. Um, so like mm. with each one, it came with like a wall to kick or like a uh, something that like would fall apart, uh, and then like a to, to use the action on. Right, right, and then they they even sold like um like a, a cosplay kit, like these giant chopsticks and a fly. You love the cosplay toys. Oh, I love the cosplay <laughs> toys. I wanted that so bad, but my mom's like, get chopsticks next time we get Chinese food. Catch all the flies you want. Yeah, uh, a qu question I want to pose to you guys real quick, because with all the karate action and the tri-action stuff that they, they come with, would you would you want that in a figure, or would you almost rather have just a basic figure and then you can make them karate chop yourself and not be like fixed into that? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like I get I get what you're saying there. I feel like it would almost benefits more to just have like articulation, but not like a specialized movement. 
Uh, like well, like I a mean, lot of those Hasbro, like WWF figures, like do one specific right, thing. Right, and they're <laughs> I love them. They're some of my favorite action figures that ever existed. Hasbro <laughs> WWF. I love that line as well in the way that they're sculpted and their detail. But I think I'm with Squeezer. I wish they moved like di- like had different options. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, this guy can only body slam. <laughs> yeah, they, they had, but, I believe from what I, the, the one designer, Ron Reddit, they had like five or six different moves they could build into him. And then they had uh-huh. to like pick and choose what sculpt they would give to which wrestler to, to get in that move. But um, like they're still, I mean, they're remake, Mattel's remaking these essentially as new wrestlers. So it, they had to, you know, that obviously resonated with, with their yeah, audience. It's, it's all the nostalgia, and they they aren't dumb. They've seen how how high dollar the carded Hasbro ones from back in the day are getting now. Yeah, the red but, carded Undertaker with the cloth robe, man, that thing goes for like <laughs> uh, the house mortgage payment. I uh, recently bought a Series One blue card of Tatanka that's signed by him. Oh um, shit! Did you get that from Zombie so- Toy Sailor? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was selling that line. That that was I. There was a couple of those I just wanted to grab, but you know I'm yeah. trying to um, trying to dial back on my collection. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. I've been dialing back the last few weeks too, but that uh, I had to have that one. And then I have a couple of those those new throwbacks, the Undertaker and the Warrior ones. I left them on the cards. Yes, yeah, so um, and I have a, I have Undertaker, I've Taker, I've Warrior, I've got The Rock, I've got Stone Cold. I want Kane <laughs> and Mankind. I just got to track them down because they're only selling at Walmart. Yeah, but um, good call with the Karate Kid. We had two real deep cuts here for action figures, which is why you know I was gonna go with you know Turtles or Hasbro, but I think I'm gonna take it to one that I don't know if you guys enjoyed it, but I had. Uh, a good seven to eight of these figures, and it was Food Fighters. Oh, we just talked about Food Fighters, actually. <laughs> well, so we probably don't need to go into the depth well, too I mean, much. Well, I mean, our audience has heard about them, but this is, this is <laughs> I don't know if you talked about them. I know I had that. Um, but this is, uh, I think we might have mentioned them previously, but this is just a line that is they've remade like new lines that look pretty much like food fighters, like the gross out um, gang or whatever they're called. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And what my buddy's little, uh, son has like all of those and there's hundreds of them. Yeah. They're really and it cool. just makes, makes me think of these food fighters, which there was not a, a ton of the figures, but the ones they made were so detailed and like cool. Like, they're also commanding like high, high dollar now because I think they're also pretty rare to find. Um, and smart money is if they would have released it, Squeezer would have had that fridge playset. set. Yeah. <laughs> Dick. Uh, th- I, I think that this is one of those things where like they could re-release it right now, like just as they were in like with the collectibles market the way it is. Mm-hmm. And these would be the hottest thing out. Yeah, there. Maddie Collectibles. They they have a lot. They have a uh, an offshoot that does it. They did it with the Motu line. Do it with Food Fighters. I'd pay. Yeah, these, I'd pay twenty five, thirty bucks buy for all one. of these. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, you, if you look them up now, they're like don't, not even carded like loose ones. They're just like crazy, and and they're not. They don't have a lot of movement. I think the arms and legs move. A little bit from what I remember, but otherwise they're just a big, 
Um, like squeak almost toy. like a bath toy. Yeah, a squeak yeah. toy. <laughs> like a dog toy. But the French fry with the sunglasses and the um, the big donut and the slice of pizza. If you haven't seen or you didn't play Pretty with clear. Food Fighters, you need to look these up because they're just some of the coolest looking toys. And I can't believe they existed. And you, you can find old ads on YouTube and they're just so silly. Mm-hmm. Who's what, one of them yeah. is smoking a cigar, right? Um, I, it's that looks familiar. That's just uh, I, I just trying to find something that wouldn't exist nowadays. I would never let that pass standards, like a a toy smoking tobacco product. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if one of them has a cigar. I'm not running into that one, but nah, maybe that one. Let me just made that up. But yeah, they also had vehicles, which were pretty awesome. Like a, one looked like a carton of eggs. Um. And there was like a ketchup bottle, like catapult uh, the, the, thing. The, the combat carton. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and every, everything was a little punny. Like yeah. Brigadier Bur- General. Um, <laughs> Barbecue bomber, a evil assault vehicle. I think the stack of pancakes is my favorite. The, the frying pan, that was the fry chopper, like helicopter. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, this is another, like, not a lot of people probably remember this, but I, I do. And it's just kind of brings me joy when I see them. So I'm, they're on my list of like things to reget. but man, they're just so pricey. What, what I don't know is why all the, all these food fighters, every single one of them just looks very high in cholesterol. Like <laughs> why is there no, why is there no broccoli? Because they're out to kill thing. squeezer. They're not going <laughs> yeah. to be your friend. There were no, no there, it was all junk food. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, just, it just hit me now. It's like, it's all absolute garbage, and I want to eat it all. Look, they all look delicious. <laughs> like, this uh, person has almost the entire line on the cards for $800. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, entire line for 800 bucks. <laughs> all right, guys, pull our money. We can get it. I'll spend <laughs> the first three months of the year with it. You spend the next three, and... Josh, you could have the last three, and well, you know, it'll just be like that Simpsons episode where they bought the comic together. Nothing went wrong. Ah, no, of course. I just, I, I need Lieutenant Leg. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there's something about it. Look, look closely at Lieutenant Leg and tell me that's not you just got out of the car after a long road trip and you really got to take a smash <laughs> and you're doing that weird walk up the stairs like shimmy because you never know when it's gonna it's gonna pull the, the like the trigger he kind of <laughs> has a look on his face too he's got yeah, he's the, like... and, and the posture too and like if like he's like kind of lean back you, you don't want to you don't want to put too much pressure back there. And also, if you just look at the shape of them, there's definitely something yeah. in there right now. He's holding his gun at you like, stay back. That bathroom's mine. Yeah. That gr- that grimace on his face. Yeah. <laughs> Arms out to the side. God. He's uh, totally clenching it. He's yoked, too. <laughs> look at those arms, man. He really oh. needs to work core instead of arms all the time. Yeah, a lot of them have... A lot of them have that look on their face. <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all kind of like mid shit or grunting one out. <laughs> but man, that uh, I looked these up just now online, and it's like pizza looks like pizza the hut getting strangled. Like if you, you can, I'm sorry, you can get three of these for like sixty bucks loose. Jeez, oh, <laughs> that's that's a pretty pricey. 
Yeah. I, I, they're going to have to be one day they'll go down and people forget it and I'll just scoop them all up. Right. Well, <laughs> well when Maddie collectibles re-releases these and ruins the collector market, then they'll, the originals will go down in price. So what was, uh, next on our list? So we talked, uh, action figures. So I believe number seven, family old family restaurant, restaurants. Yeah. Um, favorite of mine. Who's, uh, who's tackling the first one? Well, I think we're just going around. Maybe uh, Squeezer starts oh, okay. it again. Uh, so for me, I, I am a fan of of various forms of meat. And I am also a fan of being able to provide for myself. Not necessarily going out and killing it, but just taking a tray and scooping it from uh, underneath a heat lamp and onto my plate. What better place to do that than Ponderosa? Get a complete ribeye steak dinner with soup, salad buffet, sundae, and unlimited Pepsi. Just $6.99. Try the new Ponderosa with their famous all-you-can-eat salad buffet. Free refills on coffee and pop. And, of course, juicy flame-broiled steak at reasonable prices so you can treat the whole family. A complete ribeye steak dinner with soup, salad buffet, sundae, and unlimited Pepsi. Just $6.99. Seven bucks for steak. Has to be Wait, good. Wait, I'm, I'm more blown. Where'd you, where is this commercial from? Yeah, <laughs> this got pulled. This was Midwest, was it? Because I heard I heard pop. Yeah, yeah, must have been. Yeah, pop. Yeah. Did you that, say pop? <laughs> that immediately hit. Like I immediately like wow. That, they just said pop. Yeah. Are you guys soda out there? Yeah, We're soda yeah, out soda. this way. Yeah. 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 Um, I think I was in Minnesota. Like the mass majority is pop, but pop. even even, always... even Pennsylvania. Like once you once you get past uh, like Harrisburg, like halfway, it starts becoming uh, pop. Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh is definitely pop, yeah. Well, then you get to some parts of the country, and they just say, like, Coke or Pepsi. Yeah, they call everything, yeah. they call everything Coke, yeah. It's all, uh, the whole thing's Coke. Sometimes um, uh, Enchantress is from the Midwest. She's from uh, Ohio, Toledo. And sometimes she slips, she's like, oh, I'll have a pap. <laughs> and I just, I die. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I have a pap. Yeah. <laughs> do, you I, need a, do you need a bag for your leftovers? Right. <laughs> Like when I do an impression of it, I sound like Bobby's mom on Bobby's <laughs> World, but she doesn't sound like, in my mind, she sounds like that. It's adorable. I love it. Oh, Bobby's World. <laughs> so Ponderosa, there, I have good memories of my dad, much like you, Squeezer, is a fan of meats and the selection of meats. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we would attend uh, any and all nearby steak and buffets. <laughs> mm-hmm. If, if they would have had like Brazilian steakhouses back then, oh. I, I would. I mean, I'd be much wider than I am now. I'll give you that. Actually, no, I probably wouldn't even be here. The amount of sodium, <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be mummified. We'd all would, have already had a heart attack at like yeah. Uh, eighteen. <laughs> I, yeah, never would have made it. Um, but I, I just have the fondest memory of his. Um, so like current buffets. They actually make you put in a lot of effort where you have to, like, hold your own plate while you, like, serve food onto it. My the Ponderosa God, by me. The nerve of them. What, what's that? The nerve of them to make I, you hold I, your own plate. Seriously, like, I, I have, <laughs> I lose a hand. Like, I'm holding something. You know, uh, like, uh, the plate. It's, it's bullshit. And it's all about the money grab. It's all about the money grab. 
You know, they don't want you to be able to load up in one trip. You got to keep going back and then you get more full and then you get tired from getting up and then more tired from walking. <laughs> and so for the beauty of the Ponderosa, the one by me in particular was it actually had like a cafeteria style, like tray slide in front yes. of the buffet line. So you could just move your tray along and you could just load it up until you would call in the forklift and have the forklift come lift up your tray and then take it to your seat. You'd get and, to the end of the buffet and it would be just too heavy to get. Uh, it was, right. Yeah. The, the, the plastic tree, it's warping. Uh, you have to the, balance it just properly. The fact that you had the tray that you could also load up as if it's an extension of your plate. Yeah, who needs a plate? <laughs> I'm sure they clean these things, right? Oh, Whereas yeah. now they give you a plate and it's like, oh, now I got to make three trips to get three plates. And no one else <laughs> notice the lip on that plate is a very wide lip. Which uh, they they, they kind of like teach you when you're trying not to be a, a fat ass um, is don't like get plates with like a color ring and then you don't put you know the the food on that. I bought I actually did that on our wedding registry. We got those. Yeah, I, it doesn't work. You don't do it. Um, <laughs> you'll fill it to the edge. <laughs> you'll fill it to the edge. Um, but I I honestly I can't remember how good the food. Was I mean for six nine for six bucks? I'm sorry, a cow had to die for this steak. It should. I want to pay more than six dollars for a steak and a full meal. Something had to die for me to eat. And, and free I, refills I wanna, on your. I want to feel like, I don't know, I I give it serve it justice. So I don't know what the d distinguishing difference between Ponderosa and Bonanza was because I think they're the same company now. They were the they're the same thing. Yeah. But we had both of them in Minnesota, which is kind of weird. Um, but yeah, Bonanza is the one that I have a lot of memories of because it was right near our home. Uh, it's like my dad's go-to. But man, they they don't make buffets like they did then. <laughs> well, we have we have one not far from like a an, an hour from me, which is like the it's the Taj Mahal of buffets. If you're if you're ever out this way, uh, we'll go to Shady Maple. Ah, uh, Shady Maple. And it, it's the greatest, grandest. It, it, it's like they took like a bunch of old country buffets and just put it into like the Superdome. Oh wow! Yeah, we it's have, like in the going. middle. It's, it makes no sense. It's in the middle of nowhere in Lancaster. Yeah, and people it love it just, though. They kill for that. That and yeah. it's, it's ran by the Amish, right? Uh, I don't. I don't think it's run by them. I, I think they kind of use them as a front. Kind of like they they use the Mennonites to sell methamphetamines. Right. Um, is this the uh, Shady Maple Smorgasbord? That's it. Yes, yes, it is. Oh wow! It's phenomenal, and there's an awesome awkward gift shop downstairs. Oh, the the, the food photos on this website even look amazing. <laughs> it's uh, that Pennsylvania it's, Dutch cooking. Yep. Uh, it's so much like they actually there. There's a thing you like remember in Double Dare when you would pull the thing and it would dump the like the gack on your head, <laughs> the slime. They they do. It's just butter. It's just a big thing of melted <laughs> butter. They just pour onto your head. Oh, it sounds amazing. Fried chicken, butter, mashed potatoes, butter, salad, butter. Yeah, I'm I, I have to come to Pennsylvania just for that. <laughs> so, uh. Unless we have more to talk about as far as mixed meats, um, 
we could probably have our take of his oh, selection. That's a show in itself. <laughs> <laughs> the the throwback meets episode. <laughs> Hang on, I'm writing this one down. Research meets for show. It's go that's that's right up there with the equestrian show. We might even be able to tie it in together, buddy. My goodness. <laughs> so my pick is a, a a restaurant that was mainly Pennsylvania and a lot of Lehigh Valley, and I don't know how far its reach went. But Squeezer, do you remember Dempsey's family family diner? No. You probably do, and you just don't realize that you probably ate there as a kid. Uh, you've I been to the Ham Fam, right? Oh uh, yeah. Well, the Ham Fam was a Dempsey's. And right, everyone always then, call- no, we because that was like in the big city, man. We didn't travel like that. Do you you know City View? That was down the street from you. Well, yeah, I lived there. That was like my go-to. Yeah, that was a Dempsey's. No, you're oh, just yeah. blowing my mind now. Yeah. Stop that. Yeah. Uh, so Dempsey's was PA Dutch cooking. Uh, I was famous for that. Like cheap, you get steaks, broiled seafood, and whatnot for like any. Their prices advertised for like two forty-five to like six ninety-five for a meal, um, and I, just so. There was always this like image in my head, and I don't know if you two can relate to this. You, you remember as a kid like going to a restaurant, and it was one that you didn't go to really ever before, but you really remembered it because like it was like a, a group thing, and your family met friends out, and there were other mm-hmm. kids there. And we didn't go out to eat a lot as a family to any restaurants, but there was always this uh, going out to eat to this restaurant. I could never figure out what the hell it was, and I think I narrowed it down to either Duke's in Lehigh Valley Mall or Dempsey's Family Diner, and I'm pretty sure it was Dempsey's. Um, it was just, like, like good meals, like good cooking, and um, I, I think there was liquor and beer there. I think there was bars there. I, know, I don't know how um, Minnesota and Chicago were for their blue laws, but the Puritan Quakers in Pennsylvania, for the longest oh, it's time, it was hard to get. get drunk around yeah, here. Yeah, it used to be. It's getting better. <laughs> You can finally start getting beer in gas stations here. Yeah, Minnesota for, I don't know how it is now. I haven't been there for over a decade, but um, you couldn't get it on Sundays. And there were weird laws as far as when you can buy liquor. Yeah, now uh, you could, the liquor stores are open almost all day Sunday. Um, it's like it's the, finally going out with those Puritan laws and letting us get our booze. <laughs> It sounds like a good restaurant, though. I, I'm trying to, off the cuff, think of something that would have been specifically Upper Midwest. I mean, maybe, like, there were definitely pizza chains. Like, uh, I'm trying to think. I can't even remember the name of it, but I know that the branding is, like, stuck in my head, like the the mascot. But maybe it'll come back to me. But, yeah, the, I mean... It seems like in Minnesota we had a lot of chains as far as family restaurants. You look at like Ground Round and Perkins, and uh, I don't know. Do you have Perkins out east? Yeah, we we still do. We still do. Oh yeah, okay. Perkins all over the place. I don't know how prevalent those are. Like I haven't seen one in a while. So yeah, there are, um, there are uh, a dime a dozen here. But yeah, and then uh, my selection actually is uh, Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Oh. Like uh, like old school Pizza Hut, right? Yeah, Not... like Red Roof. Yeah, the red, uh, amazing red soda glasses. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, yeah. Um, I'm still searching out. I found like some weak substitutes one day when I was at Aldi that look very much like it, but they're like taller and not quite the same pattern. Uh, like the the red the ridges that were built into those yeah. red, cups. like a citronella candle. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> 
oh my god, those cups are iconic. And like just going to Pizza Hut was like a family outing or like after Little League games, we'd go to Pizza Hut. Um, just I, I don't know why they couldn't hang on and be remain in that model of restaurants. I'm I'm not a fan of the walk-in counter uh, or delivery mentality, but. I think I of think. like uh, a lot of them had like these amazing like stained glass light fixtures that right. said pizza. Yeah, yeah and you could get. Uh, yeah, I think it was like get, eating in a pool hall. Right, and I think you <laughs> get beer and liquor at some of them too, right, Squeezer? Uh, or at least beer. Yeah, I, I think, think so. so. But yeah, now you see Pizza Hut's. Uh, the buildings still look the same, but now they're like a State Farm agent. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, we have one that not <laughs> not that's not far. It's by the Sioko dealer, Squeezer. What's what's that now? I think it's like a. Chinese restaurant, right? Uh, one on Hamilton Street there. Yeah, I'm trying to place it. Yeah, I think it's an insurance. Uh, yeah, it's something that you. It's not fun to go into. I know. I know two others were bought out by what's that one Mexican restaurant chain? Uh, La Fiesta Olay. Fiesta Olay. Fiesta Olay. Yeah, they uh, Fiesta Olay bought at least two of them that I know of. Um, but yeah, it's a bummer because the one, the one was literally around the corner or around the awkwardly constructed jug handle, um, from the Ponderosa that I just spoke of. But to me, like, it was like, it was fine dining to me. Like when you walked in there, like, cause it was a little darker, a little moodier. You're right. The, the stained glass, uh, which I'm sure was just like, uh, stamp plastic, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, chandelier, like, like you walked in there and I felt like I was at like I was dining. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, it's a it was a it was a like a, a family out dining experience. It wasn't like getting pizza like now you think of oh let's grab a pizza. It's like you're always yeah. pretty much bringing it home, but now there's been a resurgence of like pizza being more like like the wood fire, like go there and eat, but it's not the same as like the old school pizza. It was like a family restaurant, you know? Yeah, and they have like a uh, buffet too, right? Oh, the lunch buffet. Oh, come on. Yeah, that was amazing. And they, they had a lot of pizza that had a good amount of like movie tie-ins and um, different like promotions to get you in there. There was one that where they had like uh, 80s, like futuristic, like new wavy uh, sunglasses. I think they're called solar shades. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They look like uh, what the character Hollywood and Mannequin would wear. Right. What, what's that guy? Is that his name in that movie? <laughs> oh, I, uh, I, I, that was one of my mom's favorite movies, so we'd have to watch <laughs> it all the time. Um, and but I think they even might have had like the glass tumblers for like Goonies at Pizza Hut. They had, I loved I love the uh, the puppets, the puppets, right? The the vinyl hand puppets we spoke of before. I was obsessed with the the Casper ones, the Land Before Time and Eureka's Castle ones. Oh yeah, those those are the Land Before Time made them pop. Right? I know exactly what you're talking about now. Right, but and, uh, uh, Eureka's Castle, those were freaking clutch man those were awesome i mean that was like a property that i didn't even think was that popular like when i discovered eureka's castle i didn't think anyone watched it and then to know that they were doing like uh, puppets for it at at uh, pizza pizza was the king as a kid like dominoes didn't even factor in mm-hmm. in my opinion uh there's like so many posts online of people 
reminiscing about the red cups. <laughs> there was, I mean, that was that was our fine china. <laughs> to put your pop in, eh? Yeah, your pop. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but I yeah, it just I think of all the like actual restaurants, I I miss actually eating at a pizza hut the most. Just the whole experience of it was something that can't well, I don't think ever can be recaptured. <laughs> no, I agree. So we made it through our family restaurants. We're on pick seven of ten in this two part saga. We're gonna go into number eight, which um I'm running into when I talk to people now, a lot of uh people around my age didn't have cable. So they missed out on Nickelodeon. And I can't imagine you two both had Nickelodeon, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, oh, yeah absolutely. I mean, I feel so bad. Like, I have a couple of buddies who are like, oh, I didn't have cable, so we didn't have Nick. It's like, what did you do with your life in, in the early 90s when you wanted to watch TV? <laughs> My dad we, we, was a cable uh, <clears throat> engineer. He still is. And... um so we always had, we had like channels before, you know, people, we had channels that most people didn't even hear. We always had Disney Channel for free, you know, because it came with the the job. But yet Nickelodeon, <laughs> like from Jump Street, I was watching. It's what our parents would what the babysit us when we were kids. Yeah, we just stole cable. Um, well, my, my parents first bought the house. The people that sold it, like never canceled and the cable company never picked up on it. So they just kept providing. <laughs> And my dad's like, I'm, I'm not gonna say anything. So for like ten years, yeah, we just we had everything because that's how I like I was like I would talk about like Babar. I was a Babar fan because we had HBO and all that stuff. Yeah, and yeah. We one had... day they came knocking and they wanted all the back pay, and he's like, uh, no. <laughs> and then, then we, then we had to go back to you know, basic, nothing fancy. But but I at that re- point, but at that point, like cable had changed and it wasn't like this this huge thing, like it, there was a broader basic package that you can get. It wasn't like the, the early days where it was, uh, you weren't stuck to three, six and 10 if you didn't have it. Makes It just makes me think of the days where uh, my dad would have to run like the coaxial cable to like split it into like other rooms and get it onto my like tiny little TV I had <laughs> at one point. <laughs> that was but, me doing that. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Nickelodeon, we're going to talk our favorite Nick show. Um, And I don't think it has to be like to one particular period or like early 90s. Like my sweet spot with Nickelodeon was probably like 91 to 95. Mm -hmm. Um, But they've had a lot of good shows throughout the years. So um, let's see where we all land here. Um, Why don't we start out with RK this time? Oh, my first pick. So um, I waxed before, if you go back and listen to Rad Years, about how uh, we grew up with TGI Friday uh, being like the kid's block. But then mm-hmm. when SNCC came around, oh. it was like slightly more mature programming. And uh, like you kind of felt like, as, like watching SNCC as if uh, you were more mature yourself it was like saturday night your thing to do and for me this uh, show was my bread and butter bread and butter i can't talk ran and stimpy uh was just such a weird and uh 
out there cartoon, and I loved every second of it. <clears throat> I never missed. And like the like Johnny K and his animation style was one of my. It's still one of my favorites. Like the close up, like Ren looks normal, white teeth, but then the close up and they're all rotted and falling apart. Mm. And, you know, and like Stimpy's ass with the pimples and the hairs coming out of it. And everything about that show: powdered toastman, um, uh, like the flying butt pliers, stump. Uh, it was just such a fun show and, and uh, so surreal and out there. Uh, I can't believe, like, you know, I, I don't think our parents knew what we were watching, but, you know. Yeah, I've wa- watched episodes recently. It's like, how did we get away with watching this show? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. They, they just had so many. There was the one where they dealt with, like, I think Stimpy being homosexual. And <laughs> yeah. And, and like, they, they just dealt with it. It was normal. It, it wasn't, and I, I just don't think any, like, people who paid attention knew what the hell they mm-hmm. were talking about. And um, It was also so bizarre and, like, grotesque. At yeah. The same it made me throw up. It did. <laughs> I was homesick from school, and it was the House of Next Tuesday episode, and there's a food processor that, like, you can have food made for you, like, pre-chewed. And when Stimpy hits the button, a whale comes out and vomits on Stimpy. Oh. I was already homesick watching it, and I, I, I had to, I threw up all over the place. <laughs> oh, it just crazy. It was fantastic. That's how good that show is. It can force you to vomit. Vomit-inducing goodness. <laughs> yeah, the... The there's so many iconic moments too. Like you think of, you said might have mentioned like log from Blamo. Yeah, <laughs> like the little like, commercial cut-ins that they did during Powdered Toast Man. Oh, Powdered Toast Man! And I've seen so many awesome like little vinyl like uh, blind box figures and stuff. Yeah, uh, of like Ren and Stimpy, and like I saw one recently of Powdered Toast Man. It's like, oh man. I, do I really need to shell out $15 for this little blind box guy right now? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're really uh, the early Snick ears. They're kind of doing a lot of uh, Nick tunes, uh, those blind boxes. And uh, even the, I guess they got the Doug rights back from ABC because I, I saw Doug ones are part of it. Oh, man, Doug. That's another sh- that that as far as cartoons on Nickelodeon, Doug was my jam, I think. Yeah, me too. So when Nickelodeon, when it went to ABC as the new Doug, I wasn't it. Yeah, I, I wasn't on board at that point. <laughs> but um, I don't know, was it, is there anything you need to add about Ren and Stimpy? I mean, it's just... What's to say? Except, like, if you haven't seen it, like, you got to... There's nothing... It speaks for itself is what I'm trying to say. You Like, you were, are my regular words won't do the show justice. There was video games, SNES and Genesis and Game Boy tie-ins and Game oh, Gear tie-ins. Stimpy's invention was fucking fantastic. Right. There was just so much cool shit so that if, if you haven't dove into nostalgia of Ren and Stimpy, get some emulators or get the systems out, dig out the carts, go back and check out some episodes. It's really a real fun show. Uh, it was it was like uh, in my in my head anyway. It was what Pinky and the Brain wanted to be, right? But just couldn't get there. So <laughs> surreal. Like Johnny K's animation was just just crazy. He's a legend right there, that man. That's a great pick. So Squeezer, what is your favorite Nickelodeon show? Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. All right, well, not, we're not gonna go. I won't go say favorite because it kind of <laughs> is. That's where it gets tricky because it is like I would have to either go Run and Stimpy 
Uh, I think I, I would have to throw Rocco in there and then like Guts. Like so for, if we want to go my my favorite shows. Guts. One in particular where I was just, yeah, because I thought I was like, oh, I am an avid sports fan now. <laughs> um, so but one for me is uh, that, that always stood out. And I remember fondly because you watched it in school and that was Kids Court. It's come to our attention that he has been missing Kids Court on Nickelodeon. Maybe he didn't know Kids Court was on Saturdays and Sundays at 11.30. 10.30 Central. But that's when my dad watches the news. Is that a defense? No. Kids Court is also on Saturdays and Sundays at 6, 5 Central. I didn't know. What should we do about it? No, the facts. Kids Court, weekends at 11.30, 10.30 Central, and then at 6.5 Central, only on Nickelodeon. <laughs> oh, that dial tone. Wow. Now stop playing the commercial <laughs> at the end of it. Um, yeah, so Kids Court, it was actually um, part of uh, Cable in the Classroom. If you remember Cable in the Classroom. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, so they would, they would have the kids, uh, you, had, you had your courtroom, and uh, they allegedly uh, would have a claims written in and then uh, like unfair treatment at kids and stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then when it came down to the actual like uh, judging rather than have a proper jury debate and discuss and or, you know, in certain cases have a judge, uh, they had the judge meter in which case the kids would scream and the amount of cheering would um <laughs> that's how they should, to, they should, they should handle so it's actually it's it was way ahead of its time right that's how they should handle court years. cases nowadays i mean that's how it is public opinion the court of public yes. opinion anymore yeah everybody's uh judge jury and uh, executioner via twitter now or facebook <laughs> that's yeah that's what this was that's exactly what this was it was just uh, a bunch of uh, simple-minded children screaming and whoever was the loudest, that would ruin your life. <laughs> whoever was the loudest gets to be president. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in between then, but they would have, so there's real no real value to this um, as like a cable in the classroom kind of thing. <laughs> um, except like in between coming uh, in and out of commercial breaks, they would do like actual like real trivia, like actual law so it was the equivalent of uh, like the more you know, that uh, so kind of squeezer. Now that we've grown up, kind of in age, uh, yes. I know a lot of teachers who are you know people, friends of mine who are now teachers. I know the Absolutely. value of these. It's to Ab just get a break and shut these kids the hell up. Thirty minutes of just sitting in the dark, right. and you know now you're playing on your phone. But back then, maybe you you know bust out the Tiger Electronics, or maybe you have a Game Boy Game in Boy. there. Yeah. Maybe you just have a, a magazine made of paper, um, or you just sit quietly and just stare, stare off the wall. into the nether, right. not having to talk <laughs> to these children. Um, yeah, I think it's skated by. Um, sounds like it's skated by like, like it's teaching the judicial system to kids where it really was not. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, like I, my teachers and some of them I even work with to this day um, on other projects that they're a part of. Um, I learned about the Korean War through MASH. Um, I learned about the 50s from uh, both Happy uh, Days. The Wonder Years and... Uh, Happy Days. 
Happy Days. Yeah, we he actually put on an episode of Happy Days. Um, we watched All in the Family to learn about racism. Uh, what else? <laughs> these did we were watch? these were in your classes. Oh yeah, this was like in in, in class. This is one of my history teachers. Like, all right, we're gonna learn about uh, oh, racism today, and it's like my so entire. And I would laugh my ass off because you know I was always a big fan of All in the Family. So uh, it, for me, it was a treat. My entire Catholic school could only afford one television, so we rarely got to be treated to television. Oh man, that day though, when you walk into your class and the and the uh, TV cart is in there. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> ours was a pull start, so you know you had the <laughs> Cat, old Catholic uh, school memory. Yeah, I don't know if cable in the classroom was really a thing that reached. I went to Catholic school through fifth grade and then public school, but I don't know if it was like a utilized in the Midwest or what that program um, entailed because I don't remember seeing any of these shows while I was in school. <laughs> yeah, I, I was in Catholic school through seventh grade, so I was the same situation. Uh, you know, we <laughs> they'd pull out the... I don't even remember what the hell it was. They, they had this giant uh, tape. It was probably like a three-quarter inch tape deck. And they just throw in old letter people tapes, and we watch. Oh, those. see, we had we had that public school money, man. We had a laser disc player at one point. Oh, oh wow! Damn. Yeah, you never see that in a Catholic school. And, Maybe and, nowadays. And then this but... guy, yeah, he would throw his laser disc on, and then he would get on the phone, and he was also the wrestling coach, and he was just arguing with the uh, superintendent about trying to get one of his wrestlers that was suspended uh, <laughs> to get him back so he can have him wrestle that night. Oh, so, yeah, while well, we just sat there and, and watched God knows what on Laserdisc. Has anyone seen a Laserdisc lately? Is the quality Was the quality of a Laserdisc, like, uh, slightly better than VHS? Yeah, it was It was almost DVD because a lot of them were letterboxed, too. Um, so they were really good quality. The problem was you'd have to flip it halfway through the movie, or if it's that <laughs> big of a movie, you'd have to swap discs. Uh, oh. So... And plus, they're bigger than a record, an, L an LP. They, they're massive. Wow. You get one scratch on them, too, and the whole thing's fucked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so my selection, I I was torn because, like you, I, I mean, I was all... Nickelodeon was, like, the big channel for me during those formative years. So everything from... Uh, you can't do that on television to guts to legends of the hidden temple to double dare to, um, Clarissa explains it all and right. Raymond Stimpy and, you know, even a little bit of all that, but never roundhouse roundhouse. Nah, yeah. I was never roundhouse either. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I ultimately would love just to talk about Pete and Pete. There you go. Adventures of Pete and Pete. Great song, Hey I mean, Sandy. Yeah, the song, the, the theme song is iconic, Polaris uh, with Hey Sandy. And this this show was just, uh, I, I deem it, because I even recently purchased a uh, Blu-ray off of eBay of all, the entire series. And really, it, it, the seller calls it Blu-ray, but they're all like slightly better than VHS quality. Um, <laughs> but to have that whole series 
in one disc is amazing because they didn't even release season three on DVD. But um, to my point that I was starting there is I, I feel like this show was um, written for us, but it didn't talk down to us. It wasn't like uh, a kid's show. It was kind of almost deeper and more creative. And, right. you know, there were so many yeah. themes that like just drew you in and it was off the wall. It was almost like... Um, my buddy Jesse put it as like a Wes Anderson for kids. Yeah, that's great. That's exactly that's perfect. what it was. That's perfect. Uh, the funny thing was, this this goes to what I said about Snick. It was a Snick show. Same with Clarissa. Same with Ren and Stimpy. It, it felt like we, exactly what you said. It was written for us, and it wasn't talking down to us. It treated us more mature than like Full House was when forcing the lessons down our throat uh, with yeah. like TGIF. This was like, you don't have to learn a lesson. It could be just being a bozo and having fun. Yeah. And and even if the lesson was learned, sometimes you learned it yourself. Whereas like with Full House, it's like it always your lesson was learned because one of the adults had to sit down and give you a monologue. Right. Yes, they had to spell it out to the kid with some sappy music. And this show, I feel like every episode had a theme or like an overall moral or lesson that Big Pete would usually cap it off for us. But um like you said, they weren't throwing it down our throat. It was more creative and more like they let you learn the lesson as you watch. Um, and it just wasn't sappy. It was like a fun, quirky spin um, on a quote unquote kids show. Um, I just, it's one of those shows that I even now like the missus will like roll her eyes at me. Like, what are you watching? But I feel like it it'll kind of like stand the test of time and hopefully my my son will be able to watch it and appreciate it because I think there's a a lot of value in there. I think it was like almost like an indie like type of feel like before that was really like a huge thing before that kind of explosion in the mid 90s of like you get near like reality bites kind of generation. <laughs> but um yeah, it's just It'll always stand out to me as like probably my favorite show to come out of uh, SNCC and Nickelodeon. A hundred percent. Like I agree. Like that. Uh, Pete and Pete is probably uh, that, and Ren and Stimpy, and probably uh, double dare. I mean, there's so many to pick, but yeah, Pete and Peter is right up there with uh, like best song, best show to ever come out of. Uh, Nickelodeon and it's still like you said it just made me made me feel I don't want to say better about myself made me feel cheesy it just by not speaking down to you it it, it did it did more in just giving you that than even like teaching you that lesson yes yeah it's in the same way of representation with you know not that you know middle-class white kids needed representation, but kids in general needed representation. That's what Nickelodeon gave to us. It was our network and it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't programmed by adults for things they thought, you know, kids should be seeing. It was programmed by like grown kids, you know, that, that were like, this is what I would want to see if I were for a kid. And just like the whimsy of it, not taking itself too seriously. And, uh, the fantastical adventures that were built into it, like um, all of the stuff with the strongest man in the world. Party. <laughs> like, and uh, when the episode, I forget what episode it was, but they go to the beach and they they 
dig a car out of the sand and drive it out. <laughs> uh, just moments like that, that stand out and like, uh, Mr. Tasty, like the, what I did with my summer vacation, like that whole episode is that's the best one. Yeah. It's just opinion, iconic. My favorite one. Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen Pete and Pete or, you know, you, maybe you missed it or you're younger than, um, us three here talking about this, you need, definitely need to seek it out. And there's a couple episodes on YouTube, um, but definitely try to find it wherever you can. Cause it's definitely worth a watch. Um, we're rounding out here. We're getting towards the end of this, uh, 10 parter, <laughs> but, uh, we're going to talk our song from the eighties or nineties that stands out or is our favorite. Um, why don't we uh, start out with squeezer on this one? Okay. So now this is one of my, I got it. You can keep talking. Go. Yeah. I don't want to, I'll try to let's see if I can hit the post. Um, you missed it. You fucked the post. Yeah. Try not do this for a living. <laughs> okay. Adam's Groove. <laughs> the Adam's Family Groove by MC Hammer. MC Hammer. Uh, followed up his hit with Too Legit. Uh, considered uh, one of the worst songs ever written. Uh, his last top 10 hit ever and received a golden raspberry i love this song <laughs> i'm looking at the video now it's cracking me up his head's rolling around the floor with thing it's a really horrible effect yeah it, it's it's rough uh, but it's so catchy and uh i i remember having this on cassette i had the single in in the cardboard sleeve um but to me this to this day forward if I don't like uh, standing up in front of people and performing. Uh, I don't like standing up in front of people, period. Uh, if you get me drunk enough, I will do karaoke. In <laughs> um, this song? And there are two songs that you're either going to get out of me. And it's going to either be uh, Shadow Boxer or MC Hammer's Adam's Group. Can I, can I just I, I nail this squeezer can I just interject here I'm looking at the YouTube page and the number one comment it says at four minutes they quote they don't hurt anyone they just like to have fun and he says um didn't you forget they chopped off your fucking head at the beginning of the video <laughs> <laughs> that's why YouTube's oh, so great man, this is along the lines of like um Created in a boardroom somewhere, and then they picked the top artist that they could pitch it to. Like Ninja Rap? Uh, like that, and like Bat Dance. Like. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. They could eat, they, anyone could have just done this song. Right. <laughs> just find the, the hot guy at that point. Uh, I, I, in my mind, I just saw, like, you know, one day MC Hammer's just sitting there with his posse, you know, watching them's family. And you're like, you know, they're making a second one. He's like, Yo, I got an idea for a song. And like inspiration hits him and he just starts riffing right then and there. And like, we got, we got to get that on cassette right now. Yeah. So this tied, this tied into Adam's family values. Uh, yeah. Okay. Which in my money is the better of the Adam's family movies. 
Or was it Armstrong? No, it was the first one. Oh, what? sorry. Yeah, I, I think it was ninety one, right? Yeah, yeah, it was ninety one. I like yeah, them both, but Family Values is fantastic. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Fuck it. The uh, serial killer trading cards. Yes. Yes. Oh, I yeah. got Lizzie Borden. <laughs> I won those. Is that a thing? I want it to be a thing. This should be a thing. <laughs> I'm sure they are. Um, are they made from real but, Girl Scouts? <laughs> is your lemonade made from real lemons? Are your Girl Scout cookies made from real Girl Scouts? <laughs> so dark she was. Amy Fisher. <laughs> Amy <laughs> Fisher. Oh, uh, David Crumholtz. Yeah, he, that was David Crumholtz. <laughs> He's gone through many transformations, that guy. Yeah, he always seems to <laughs> get work, huh? Um, yeah, I don't know if I can back you up on this uh, Adam's Groove Squeezer. I, I, it's, <laughs> give it, give it a listen. Give it a listen. We just oh, did. It's garbage. He just played it. I, I, I remember it. But, <laughs> um, uh, I remember it dearly. You, you made me chuckle to myself though when you said how you had it on single in the in the sleeve. I, I had so many of those cassette single singles. <laughs> They were like a dollar. I'd ride my bike to like uh, Sam Goody or Hollywood Music and Video and buy singles like every Tuesday. We had a <laughs> wall-to-wall sound out here on the East Coast. Oh, okay, so probably similar to like a Sam Goody. Yeah, yeah, soundtrack. exactly, yeah. The wall. Yeah. I got, uh, I think my... My first albums were actually cassettes. Yeah, so. me too. I had. <laughs> I remember I had Lucas with the lid off on the single. Oh. Remember that piece of shit? <laughs> I had uh, Tupac's I Get Around. Okay. And uh, Rhythm Nation and Salt and Pepper. <laughs> hey, I just uh, I just did a Salt and Pepper concert for this '90s tour with Vanilla Ice. It was a big honking pile of shit. But Peppa oh, wow. from Salt and Peppa, she's like fifty some years old. She is still smoking hot for being. Which that one old. is that? Peppa. <laughs> oh. As of Salt I was and always Peppa. a I was always a Spinderella fan. She was there too. She was DJing. You know, she's she's okay. She looks all right. She shows age, but Peppa was like, man, I'd look her up. Like she's she's got it going on still. I was surprised <laughs> for fifty some years old. Oh, uh, well, little vanilla ice. Yeah, he was there. He he did two songs. That's it. Then he, he kind of said words from other songs that weren't his. It was the biggest pile of shit. It was called like I Love the Nineties. Oh wow. Steaming pile of shit. Uh ninja. Ninja rap. <laughs> yeah, he did that. He did that and he did Ice Ice Baby and then that's it. Oh wow. Peppa is smoking, huh? Yeah, I told you. <laughs> um so let's go uh, into our next pick. What was yours, RK? <laughs> Mine was, you were talking, we go from a piece of shit song uh, to a piece of shit movie. And I don't know if you remember George Clinton and the Goombas remake of uh, Walk the Dinosaur for the movie <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> that movie was such a piece of shit. I loved it as a kid. But it had nothing to do with um, uh, the movie, the, the video game. So we're down in, in my living room, and I'm trying to think of a song. And Enchanter says, my favorite song from the 80s was Walk the Dinosaur. Uh, and of course, if we all know, the original one was by this band called Was Not Was. That's the version everyone knows. 
mm-hmm. but of course, not even five years later, they need George Clinton and the Goombas to remake it for this piece of shit movie where <laughs> uh, an alternate world exists where dinosaurs evolved into man and not primates, because uh, that makes complete sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the video is uh, George Clinton dancing around with his wild hair over a green screen with clips of this shit movie, like, pieced in behind it. The video must have been shot for a budget of $35 for, or maybe $135, George Clinton's weed fund. But, uh, yeah, it's all it's all green staged. <laughs> what about, talk about a property that really could have capitalized and put out something great, Super Mario Brothers. Just like... Have, have you happened? ever watched the YouTube channel Video Game Historian? Uh, I have not, but... I feel like I was going to ask you guys, wasn't there like a a TV show or documentary for TV that was about like the making of that movie recently? There was he. Uh, I think there might be another one, but I know video game historian did one on the on the disaster that was this movie. Yeah. And it's really good. Look him up. He's he has such great videos. He just did an hour documentary on Tetris. Oh, wow. Yeah. This guy's so good. Um yeah, look him up. Video Game Historian on YouTube. Because from what I remember, I feel like I w- watched something not that long ago. It was just, they were plagued with, like, problems. It was a husband and wife uh, director th- team that just they hated were each God other. Awful. And, yeah. and just and did not know what the hell they were doing. And uh, oh. I guess John Linguizamo and, um, help me out here, Mario. Bob Haskins. Bob Haskins, yeah. Haskins. Were just drunk the entire time and just said, bah, fuck it, you know. Just let's have fun. They were hammered the uh, entire time. Sucks. <laughs> Sounds great. I I feel like the um uh the the Wachowskis or something like that would have like done it justice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The Wachowski sisters, as they go by now, haven't really done anything good in a while. Are they Are they both? Yeah, they're both. Now? They're both trans now. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of interesting that. Uh, it was two for two in that want, needing want, wanting to make that change. Yeah, what are the odds, right? <laughs> um, yeah, he did. Yeah, okay, a, video game historian a year ago did a did a cover on it. It was a thirty minute piece on it. So check him out. Uh, the game it's called the Gaming Historian. The Gaming Historian. Uh, I'll have to look that up. Everyone should look into that because it's interesting. That movie is just so god awful. Um, and just think how uh, how many awesome NES video how many movies we might have gotten like we might have gotten our zelda or like a metroid movie yeah they canceled everything after that thing but because of that and maybe because of that like that became the golden standard and every video game movie to follow up had to be absolute dog shit (laughs) and why hasn't somebody like disney who's just killing it with marvel and now star wars taken up like do a zelda movie that would be amazing right yeah, if Disney gets their hands on Nintendo's IP, that would be awesome. But um, <laughs> walk the dinosaur, the Goombas. The remake. I'll have to. <laughs> I'll have to uh, switch it up a little bit here because I was a huge fan of uh, Weird Al, and on the flip side of it, the new kids on the block. Okay. <laughs> um. So we could talk like dare to be stupid or fat or, you know, any of those go-tos. But I think like this song that 
now that I think back on it, I had and would rock out to that was a guilty pleasure was probably the B-52's Love Shack. All right. <laughs> I had that on single, and I would blast that thing <laughs> and sing along to it, much like if you get Squeezer drunk, he'll sing uh, Adam's Groove for you. But <laughs> I was fully sober. <laughs> but um, there we go. Yeah, cue it up, please. A little love Shack in the background. The side of the road, it says 15 miles to the Lord. That's awesome. Little sing-along from Josh. Uh, uh, I mean, how you can't get much more 90s than that song. No, and they were... So my fast food tie-in, which is our next one, has to do with a movie called... Um, I changed mine, by the way, from my list. I'm going with uh, a, a Flintstones movie, and and their their song for the Flintstones movie, their cover of the Flintstones theme song. Oh yeah, was I loved it. It's, and I, every time I think of I, I think of uh, I hear the song, I think of that movie, I think of the '90s. So you're absolutely right. This is '80s, '90s at, at its core. Gold. What what makes you love the song so much? Besides, I mean, it's just a fun I, song. I think it was just a, a radio hit at that point. And, like, at that age, um, I think we got most of our music from what was being fed to us uh, through the radio or movies or TV, like MTV. Um, so it's just what whatever singles were, like, popping at that time. Like, somehow I ended up with this one in my possession and... It was a it was a go to to slap in the old boombox. Yeah, this was this is a great. This gets song. you it gets you moving, man. It does. <laughs> it absolutely does. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, as far as a, actually a good song, we I, I just want to pay my respects to "Power of Love" by Huey Lewis. Great song. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Huey Lewis. Uh, so he accused um, Ray Parker Jr. Uh, ripping him off with the Ghostbusters song, correct? Oh, really? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't even. It was a lawsuit. Yeah, it was a lawsuit, and it was uh, it was Power of Love, though, right? Or was it uh, another song? No, no. Oh yeah, because that came out before Power of Love. Uh, I forgot what the. I forgot what the original one. Yeah, I, I, I can. Um, if only we could look that up. Ray Parker. I'm gonna do this. This is good podcasting right now. Let's listen. Like, we, uh, yeah. like going back to Vanilla Ice, I I just love his I, explanation of how his song was different oh, yeah. from Under Pressure. Dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> I want a new drug was the song that he said. Ah uh, yeah. Uh, I could call it up if we want to listen to it and make a I decision could, for ourselves. Yeah, I could see those similarities just by you telling me that, but. I don't know. It's it's hard. Those those lawsuits always make me like, how are, are is it just like a judge and attorney sitting in a room listening to the songs over and over? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. This does sound just like the Ghostbusters song. This is Huey Lewis and I Want a New Drug. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, it's like it's like a total ripoff. It is a total ripoff. And, and and meanwhile, the Ghostbusters song is iconic, and very few people remember this one. 
feel like they maybe maybe they wanted Huey Lewis, but they well he, they that, just get him. That's the case. He was originally hired for it. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know <laughs> the specifics of that, but that's a, a crazy situation where I mean that intro to that Ghostbusters song though is just iconic that doesn't sound like that but then once they get into the actual song yeah i can see that right <laughs> yeah once they get into the the meat of it it's yeah, yeah it kind of sounds just like it i hope he won that one <laughs> yeah he got paid he gets royalties i believe from the song mm-hmm. that's great um, i saw Huey Lewis in the news in concert and it was everything i would hope for <laughs> yeah I, i've i've actually done video support for his show twice now and uh uh, it's always a good show. He still he could still sing. He still belts it out. <laughs> so we were. Uh, where, did you give your pick? Where were we at here on the list? I think uh, we're yeah. We did your. We just hit yeah. yours. So we're oh. we're moving on to the last one. All right. So we're rounding it out. We're at number ten. We're gonna go into um, our favorite or a random '80s and '90s fast food promotion. It stands out to us. Um, so, Squeezer, give it up. What do you got? All right. So this actually go, might even go back even further because they, they released a set in, uh, I think, 87 of these glasses. But the originals, the ones I had, it came out in 78, actually. So I like I grew up with this mug in my possession and I love this thing. And I felt like such a grown up cause I had my own mug cause I basically, uh, confiscated it from my parents, but McDonald's put out a collection of Garfield glass mugs. They're coming to McDonald's by skateboard, by canoe, even by teeter totter to get the most wanted mug in America. Can you blame them? It's Garfield on four colorful glass mugs. Just the thing for when company drops in. You get a different mug each week for a special price with any McDonald's food purchase. Listen to the man, this is important. This summer, McDonald's is serving up four Garfield mugs. Some, some summertime, serving up summertime. And the living is easy, right, Odie? McDonald's. <laughs> oh, that Garfield. So, yeah, these were, um, the one I had, the one I remember in particular, and I still have, um, I have it right here, is the, the uh, um, it, it's a blue tile. It's the one from 1978, and it's Garfield who had just woken up, and his little bubble says, I'd like mornings better if they started later. Oh, me too, Oh, Garfield. that, oh, that Garfield. Oh, Garfield. <laughs> but I love this thing. I don't, it just... I don't know. Mugs aren't that interesting. But as a kid, I loved Garfield. You throw Garfield in a mug. Now I like a mug. And now I can walk around with, I don't know, my iced tea in it or something because I wasn't drinking coffee yet. Uh, but yeah, think play, playing grown up with my coffee mug. Great pick. You, yeah, you, I don't. The fact, I, <laughs> the fact that you still have it is awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. I, yeah. Because it wasn't I one guess, of those molded glass mugs; it was a screen printed one. So yeah, how's, how's the quality? And it's still of it? in good shape. Good still shape. in good shape. Hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I I I think I've seen Garfield mugs out in the wild, but I don't think I ever owned one. I remember vividly having the the Batman Forever ones, specifically mm-hmm. the Two Face, where the handle was his coin flipping. 
Oh, did, like the the little tumblers that were like just like molded into it, but they didn't have like color or anything. Yeah, they it was all like glass mold. It wasn't colored. Yeah, yeah they were like little little tumbler mugs. Yeah, that's what I, I had. The I had the Riddler one for a long time. His cane was the handle, right? Yeah. Yeah, the question like mark. A, it had a big question mark yeah. in the design. Yeah. Um. Oh. Great, great. Uh, Good dig there, Squeezer. That was a deep I, I, cut. I, thanks. <laughs> but I couldn't. I can't use it nowadays. I can't actually drink out of it because I'm weirded out by seeing my beverage through my mug. <laughs> like I, I'm fine with like if you give me a pint glass with a beer in it, I'm I'm good. And I'm like, ooh, look at the color. It's amber. And you get, but if I put my coffee in a clear glass mug, I get. Oh. I don't know why I'm weirded out by it. Only weirdos do that. <laughs> yeah. So, RK, what is your pick? So, I've talked about this on our show before, and I did it on our live show, and I was going to go with uh, a different route, but I have to go back to my favorite. It's probably in my most memorable one, but it's when, when McDonald's changed its name to Rock Donald's. McDonald's takes you back to bedrock. Fellow Lodge members, introducing one that is truly unique, one of extraordinary appeal, the Grand Poobah Super-sized Meal at Rock Donald's. A juicy McRib sandwich smothered in tangy sauce with super-sized... Coke. Last one all! Grand Poobah Meals for everyone! Order! Order! They're such Neanderthals. <laughs> what you want is what you get at Rock Donald's today. Do you remember this? The Rock Donald's promotion? Yes. They, they, uh, they, it's, it's everything I love about McDonald's that doesn't exist anymore. The just pure gluttony of it all. The <laughs> supersized Grand Poobah meal. You got the McRib sandwich, which is probably death in a wrapper in its own. You get, mm. uh, 35 and a half, um, pounds of, of French fries and you get, um, on top of that, like a 30 gallons of uh, Coca-Cola with it. So on, on hold, like a 5,000 calorie meal for, you know, four ninety nine, <laughs> And there is mug tie-ins, I believe, for Flintstones. And there was Happy Meal toys on top of that. So I thought in the commercial, the whole calling it Rock Donald's and then having a Rock Donald's in the movie itself was just brilliant marketing, <laughs> synergy marketing. It, yeah, these were the same type of mug, and I believe I had several of these, like Flintstones glass tumblers. They had like a bone as the handle, correct? Yep. yep. <laughs> oh, and oh, those Flintstones movies were <laughs> just—they're really not that good. <laughs> no, but of course we're talking. This will be the third time in the show we're talking about John Goodman, so. You know, you can't go wrong. I mean, he was he was a perfect Fred Flintstone, in my opinion. Yeah, and I even yeah, thought yeah. Rick Moranis was a good Barney. We we've talked Flintstones on. Oh, I had that, and um, a good point was brought up how it it starts out really strong. It could be a great family movie, but then they they just go to left field with all the corporate espionage and like <laughs> the the stuff happening in the company that I think as a kid just kind of goes over your head. Right. It gets boring <laughs> in the middle of it. Like you wanted it yeah. just to see live, And they did that. They did live action Flintstones. They actually did the open live action. And yeah. uh, if they would have just done the whole movie like that, it would have, but you know, probably would have hit better, but they yeah, had to go and get a plot. Uh, 
wasn't the Flintstones that we knew and loved throughout the whole movie. (laughs) But that uh, Grand Poobah meal, I just love the idea of it. Like that fucking giant greasy like barbecue coated mystery meat sandwich, the fucking Mm -hmm. 50 pounds of French fries and the giant supersized Coca-Cola to wash it all down. it all like go, uh, Jurassic Park McDonald's tie-in was the same thing. They, the soda was like sixty-four gallons. Right, that was the first <laughs> trivia-wise. That was the first ever McDonald's supersize. That was where supersize came yeah. from. The Jurassic yeah. Park tie-in. Oh man, those French fries were ginormous. Yeah. <laughs> Could feed an actual Tyrannosaurus. Oh jeez, but um, I'll have to go switch it up a little bit here for my pick. I, I think I'm going to go with Burger King uh, because I currently have two of these uh, four figures uh, sitting on my shelf in front of me right now. And it was 1988's uh, Superpowers Cup Holders. They're coming from all corners of the universe to a Burger King near you. The Superpowers Cup Holders. Only Burger King puts them under your child's command. When they buy a soft drink, they can get a Superpowers Cup Holder to play with for just $1.19. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Dark Side. $1.19 each. Collect all four while you can. Because the Superpowers team is headed for other galaxies. Well, thank God someone knew to put Dark Side in the mix. <laughs> And this is totally a cup that you would, you know, put in your bathroom sink and rinse your mouth out when you brush your teeth. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it was, it, they were iconic to me because I think they were just around for a lot of my um, adolescence, even after that they were obtained, you know, in 88, 89. Um, but I had to track them down again very recently. And I found, I was in an antique shop and he had Superman and Batman. I was like sold. <laughs> How would you pay for them if you don't mind us asking? Uh, th- really reasonable. They were like eight bucks a piece. That's great. That's great. Wow, I'm just burped why I said that. So that dime Mountain Dew I've been drinking to stay awake. <laughs> and the paint on the figures that are attached to the the cups are like pristine. They they look like as new as the day they came. You um, know what? I, always... I I think it stood out to me because it was out. It was it was basically. Almost like you got an action figure, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, I I see myself prying these from the cup. uh, Because what bothered me was the white cup. Yeah, but they came off. Like, the cup would come off, and then it's just like a a little action figure. It almost looks like it's on a a figure stand. Right. Um, But, yeah, the white cup could have had a little bit more. Yeah, they could have put some paint on the cup, like... Justice League or something like to match the figure, but just it's a got white... like a embossed Burger King logo on both sides. Oh, it does. Yeah, like uh, etched into it, and then the cup itself looks like a brick wall pattern. Ah, see, I'm just on the commercial. I just see white. But yeah, that's would be hard to see on the old video there. <laughs> but yeah, it's it is all just white. So there's, it's. Like you got to be up close to actually I see. see. Yeah, if you look at like some of the promo materials, uh, they, you can actually see the logo on the cup, uh, like in in the artist rendering of it. It's there. Nice. Again, 
they they had they knew to have Wonder Woman, they knew to have Superman, they knew to have Batman, but they smartly went with Darkseid as the villain, not fucking <laughs> Steppenwolf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mail away Steppenwolf figure. <laughs> yeah, right. That was uh, a super a, a superpower figure, right? Yeah. Steppenwolf. He was carded eventually with those that line, but man. Man, I had that's another line that I was fortunate enough to have like almost every figure of, but never had that damn uh, Justice League hall. The Hall of Justice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that or Wayne Manor. I just never, you know. My dad would be like, what, do you want a Barbie's Playhouse for your Batman figures? Oh, Squeezer, <laughs> I, you fucking had it, didn't you? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I had to have something to connect the Hall of Justice to uh, yeah, right. to the Wayne Manor. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. <laughs> Which one did you have, the the Kenner or the the uh, Toy Biz? <sighs> did you have the one with the hand, the crane that dropped him into the hole? Yeah. Yeah, that was the Toy Biz. They came with yeah. it was eighty nine Batman branded. Uh huh. Yeah, that was Toy Biz. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and the, the superpower line the I, superpower line was totally just recarded and uh some of oh, them yeah. even just painted differently in uh like this it, they called it like superheroes or something they had gold cards dc superheroes yeah so basically uh toy biz uh started their company by sending people out to buy the old kenner action figures uh casting them and remolding them almost identically that's insane that that's allowed. <laughs> I know. But, you know, when you buy the rights to them, you know, fuck it. The Kenner Wayne Manor and Batcave was really awesome, too. That, the Kenner one. Oh, you had the Kenner one also? Yeah. yeah. Of oh course I did. God. Jeez. So that, that was were, with the where dark. Was, the, where was Mama Squeezer finding these flea markets and KBs that had every play set? <laughs> uh, that, might, that might have been Christmas. I, she went all out on that one. When it came to the Batman stuff, I'll give her she. So the Toy Biz stuff was garbage, but then the Kenner did that Dark Knight collection as like the go between when they got the rights back until Batman Returns came out, and they recarded a lot of the figures from that collection as Batman Returns. But their stuff was just on par, so much better than the Toy Biz shit. The Batmobile actually had a like a top that went over it. The the cosplay stuff we talked about on old shows was so much better than the Toy Biz shit, and of course. The Wayne Manor Batcave was so much better than the Toy Biz one, and of course uh-huh, you fucking uh-huh. had them both. That that uh, eighty nine Batman though that was on the DC superheroes line gold card was probably one of the most memorable Batman figures. Yeah, everyone had him, and it's so easy yeah. to get now. You could get him for like eleven bucks carded because so many people <laughs> had him. And it has yeah, and that old su- that old superpowers one, the blue one though. That's oh 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 the superpowers one. I, okay, I thought you were talking about the eighty nine. No, the, yeah, the eighty nine is the one I was talking about. Oh, that okay. one's like everybody had that one, right? But and, yeah, uh, the, I had the bat, the superpowers, Batman and Robin, and the Batmobile, and um, I didn't get any of those superheroes lines except for Batman and uh, I think Bob. <laughs> oh, Bob the Goon! <laughs> because I already, I already had Joker and Penguin ah, and see, all those other ones. I didn't have any of the Kenner ones, so my mom bought me Batman and Joker, but they said I didn't need Bob. 
<laughs> and then I would later get Robin and um, Penguin, but she didn't get me the re- any of the rest of them. Yeah, there's like a... Because I a number of years ago, I bought like the entire superpowers line with the haul from one guy at like a flea market. And I later stupidly flipped it for more money when now I would love to just have it all on a shelf. Right. But, but in that set I bought, it had that original penguin and then it had a like black and white and red, like repaint. Right. That was a Kenner. So when they got the line back, they put out um, a Batman returns line. So the yeah. studio refused to give them like images of what Daniel DeVito was going to look like as the penguin. So they just said, fuck yeah. it. And they, they repainted their penguin mold, a black, red, and white, and put it out there. It was a great figure. I had it. It was so much fun. But yeah, they, there was no Daniel DeVito penguin figure because they're just like, no, we're not, we're not doing it. We're not showing you. It would have been a pretty ugly figure. Right, and then I believe the rumor was once they saw it, they're like, no, we'll do Catwoman instead. We'll do the leather dominatrix instead. (laughs) (laughs) And you could get that figure. I had it, but um, yeah, what a a crazy line. So much fun. Yeah, these, uh, but fast food promotions, I, I could talk all night about those. I know I had that Jesse and myself did a, like two and a half hour fast food tie-in marathon. Yeah, there's um, just so many because you know <laughs> you got to keep up, and and just McDonald's just re- announced they're for the first time in ten years they're putting Disney themed Happy Meal toys back in. Oh wow! Yeah, Incredibles two's getting them. Uh, a few other movies they announced, but Incredibles two I think is the first one. So just bring back Happy Meals the way they were intended. Right, Jump they food. have they ha- they have the boxes again, but they're not they don't have the cool like cartoon art. They're just like red and yellow, right? With, like a smile on them or something. Like how when when Ronald would pull one out and give one to a kid, that's how they looked. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's bullshit. We want the mazes and the I, I love the <laughs> Nintendo one, the Mario Brothers three one. Those are so cool. Oh uh, yeah. We need to just bring back the the cool different toys, but nowadays they couldn't do boys and girls toys. It'd have to be gender neutral. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, some potato head kids. Yeah. <laughs> McNugget buddies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even even if they just even if they did a lot of like, uh, their like you know internal assets, you know like Fry Guys and they disappeared. They don't exist anymore. They I got know, rid of the bring, McDonald's. Bring all that stuff back and. <laughs> Yeah, and that nostalgic McDonald's that we love. <laughs> right. That means, Do some more changeables. I feel like if they oh, went yeah. all out for Cheswan sauce for Rick and Morty, a cartoon that's just, it's not even, it's mainstream, but not it's not even that mainstream. Like a yeah, map. They, they did that just based off of it being in the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. So that's crazy. Uh, I guess they did it as a joke, a one-off. They were only going to have a limit because they didn't really, they they realized they were getting a lot of publicity because they sent like a jug to the creator. So they're like, you know what? This one day only, we're going to have a very limited amount of sauce and posters. And the artwork was kind of styled after Rick and Morty. Uh, And then tons of people fucking showed up for this sauce and they didn't have enough. They didn't really think it was serious. (laughs) So like, no, we'll make it up for you. So just last week, they officially re-released the sauce. You can get it at any McDonald's. Uh, And I, I got it. It's actually not bad. It's kind of like a teriyaki sauce. Have to go get a Szechuan sauce just for the the McDonald's collection. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> have it. So like, if if they could do that, fuck man, bring back the old old shit, the McNugget buddies, the McDonald Land characters. I right. want all the styrofoam containers again. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> Chick-fil-A is promising to phase out styrofoam containers. We're like, bring them fucking back. <laughs> My neighbors used to sell them at the yard sale for 25 cents a piece. They'd save oh. them and then sell them as can, like storage containers. Oh my god! You should have bought them. Now they're worth. They're actually worth money. I know. They're they're so beautiful though, like yeah. the seventies looking art on all of them. That's how McDonald's but, were kind of trapped in time for the longest time too. Yeah, but it was a good trapped in time. I wish it was would come back. I think they would find that people would just go buy a quarter pounder because they want to see that old box. <laughs> yeah. Same reason why people, I went and bought McNuggets because I wanted a chef's wand sauce. If they did more promotions like that, they would get, they would get just people coming back for that taste of that little, that drug that we pedal. That's nostalgia. <laughs> and damn it. Do the McRib more often. <laughs> yeah. Fucking bring back the grand poobah meal. I want, I want the McRib with six pounds of fries and, Three gallons of Coke. I, you know, I want a full <laughs> month of calories in one meal. One of those Jurassic Park meals was like you, a family of four could just get one combo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Split it. But uh, anyway, why do that when you been, can each get one, right? Yeah, this has been great, guys. I, I've had a blast talking all of these topics. Hopefully everybody's listened to uh, the Rad Years for the first part of this conversation. And um, this last part on Oh, I Had That. Any of you, any new listeners that came over from the Rad Years, uh, we're glad to have you here at Oh, I Had That. Hopefully you'll keep following us. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and uh, look for both of these great podcasts uh, wherever you subscribe to your podcast. And we're actually both on YouTube now trying to uh, get motivation to make videos. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're or, trying the Nickelodeon or the Amazon Prime way of doing it. Anything <laughs> can and will be put on TV. But... Uh, for all of us here at Oh, I Had That, um, thank you again, RK and Squeezer from the Rad Years for coming on. Uh, everyone find them on Instagram. Um, I'm Josh. This has been the Oh, I Had That podcast. Mm-hmm.